We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the True Faith Podcast. This is the first podcast of a new series we're going to be doing, as it was when it was, which has been a popular feature of the True Faith fanzine for a long time. We'll kick things off with the season 88-89, when Newcastle were relegated from Division 1 in a disastrous season. But we've got Norman Riley and Mark Corby here for the next hour to talk you through the few highs and many lows um, so yeah, I hope you enjoy it. If anyone listening ever wants to participate in one of these ones from any season, really from the 60s onwards up until the, the mid-90s, uh, give us a shout at TF Weekly Pod on Twitter. Hope you enjoy. Yeah, some of 88. Um, we had finished eighth the season before. Uh, I think that was my, top, my best finish since 77, 76, 77, when I finished fifth. Um, it was... A strange time to be a support. I mean, I was um, 10 at the time. I just started going. Um, but my first game was Swindon 5 0, so you, you expect to be like that all the time um, in the cup. But um, obviously, towards the end of the season, I remember there was. Um, Gascoigne was definitely on his way out. And then, um, unfortunately, it was Souls, who I thought was one of the better players, Paul Goddard. He, he, he was apparently homesick. Um, he ended up going to Derby, even though he was from London. Um, and then we saw also Neil McDonald, who I rated. He he was uh, a full-back, but he kept kept playing in uh, right midfield because he obviously preferred John Anderson. Uh, did Willie McFall. So so then the season we saw three were best players straight away. Um, so from such a high finishing eighth, you've you've, you've sold your three best players. Mm-hmm. You didn't know what was what was going to happen. Um, but. I'd, obviously, the players had come in. Norman, well, um, I, I mean, so we finished the eighth, um, and we had like a we had a brilliant run towards the end of the season. Didn't we? Yeah. It was kind of a late surge. I yeah. took uh, up to that up to that position. Um, he had some good young players coming through. Michael O'Neill, I think Michael O'Neill was probably the first Newcastle player that I really liked as a kid. He was a centre mm-hmm. forward. He was dead young, you know. There was almost a, like a party you could identify with him, and he came and he banged in. I think like thirteen goals he in did, it. Did yeah, in, like less than twenty matches maybe. Um, and that. 87, 88 season as well. I think that was the season where we had Kenny Wharton sat on the ball against yeah. Luton as well. Mm, yeah, well, um, got a hat trick in that game. That's right. Yeah. Um, Gascoigne was, I mean, just outstanding. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he went in the, the, I suppose, the two million was a British record fee at the time, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was talk of it, you know, this is financing the West Stand, the, Mid- yeah. the, the Melbourne Stand. But as a kid, I mean, you, you know, like the, your life hasn't been. Long enough to make you cynical as you, as you yeah, are now yeah. about Newcastle, yeah. but um, we um, we signed some at the time when I thought were brilliant players. 
I mean, Marco remembers well the Wimbledon won the cup the season before. Did, did I? And, and Besant. <coughs> and Besant was one of our star performers. He saved the penalty against Alger in the cup final. We signed him for what I think was a, a record fee. Well, that, well, we signed John Robertson from <coughs> Hearts in the April, but he wasn't allowed to play mm -hmm. um, because that was it. He, he would have been allowed to play if our, any of our fixtures didn't matter. But because we played teams who were around the relegation zone, that did matter. I don't know how the rules were then, but um, he wasn't allowed to play. So we brought a record with Robertson. That's right. That was seven fifty. That's seven hundred fifty thousand. Right. That's right. And then a couple of weeks later, as you say, we're saying Besant, mm -hmm. Thorn, and then we're saying Thorn for Wilton as well. Eight hundred fifty thousand. They were both. They were both for record. Uh, that's right. Sound like big fees. No, they were massive at the time. It was, it was the Gascoigne money being reinvested, yeah. basically. Oh. And then we signed uh, John Henry from Bradford. Who, who, was, who had been superb at Bradford. Brilliant. Well, oh. they, had, um, they had John Henry and they had Mama Stuart McCall here. That's right, Everton. Everton. Uh, they were their stars and we got one of them, so we thought, oh, well, hang on a second. We're looking good. Um, looking really good. But I remember going into that season, I'm sure I read something at the time. Um, we were probably third or fourth most expensive squad, mm. which probably now you think well, it means nothing. But back then, it, it was huge because Newcastle never spent money then. It was the most significant investment you made. Yeah. Well, yeah. But it was only about three or four million, yeah. you know, the, yeah. whole, the, whole, the whole squad. Prior to Besson, had, was Goddard a record signing? Like 450 Goddard, grand or something? Goddard, um, the, the previous, <coughs> well, 86 November. So if you think about it, even though Mac 4 wasn't really backed for the, the duration of, of his management, he brought the, rec the transfer record three, uh, four times yeah. in about 18 months. That's right. So, so he was back in the end. Um, so going into the 88-89 season, you would think, right, we've, we've got rid of three of our better players. We've signed four who, you know, they win the public eye. All, all of them weren't there. Robertson was prolific for Hearts in yeah, Scotland. And Hearts were a brilliant side in the 80s in Scotland yeah. as well. I mean, they lost the title on the last day of the yeah. season, I think, in 86. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they hadn't finished out the top three for about three seasons. And this was at a time where Scottish football, yeah. because they were still in Europe as yeah. well, and obviously English clubs have been banned at this point, <coughs> Scottish football had a lot of investment. You had Rangers spending money. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and in terms of equivalency, the top sort of three or four in Scotland at the time, they probably would have been all right in, the, in what's now the Premier League. Definitely. Definitely agree with Because if you remember as well, this, this 80, 70-year season, um, my United brought uh, Brian McClay from Celtic. That's right. And he was the first straight to get 20 goals, for about 20 years or something. Mm -hmm. So you knew that the, the, the calibre of the Scottish players were, were decent. So when we got Robertson, it was like, right, we've got a good, brilliant centre forward. Because obviously we had Mirantino, who I haven't even touched on yet. Mm -hmm. He was what, uh, what star striker, really. Um, but he, he flat out received, I thought, the, the, the 87, 88. He flat out received 87, 88, but I mean, I suppose, if you look at what, the 87, 88, what, 30 years ago. Now, a Brazilian yeah. coming to the northeast of England 30 years ago is different to a Brazilian coming to uh, an English club now, yeah. it's a totally, I mean, it's a totally different world. I mean, in terms of a culture shock, he didn't speak English for a start. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's that infamous video of Gascoigne. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. He, he Gazza tells him to say something on TV and he says it. There's definitely an expletive in there. I can't remember exactly what yeah. it was. But for someone coming from a, a completely different culture, I mean, in Brazil in the, in the 80s was like under a military dictatorship. I mean, it was, it was a totally different world. You know, the, it wasn't a globalised world we're living in like we are now. Um, and he came up, and I think I still think he scored twelve or thirteen goals. He was he was joint with uh, O'Neill because Mourinho was getting them in the first half of the season, but then he, he went <coughs> listen probably from about February. Then O'Neill come in and he took over. That's right. Um, so they were joint top scorers. But going to the following season, obviously O'Neill was hyped up that much that um, I think Mac Four thought we want you to be the new playmaker. So instead was of O'Neill, a young lad, nineteen years old, from Ireland, Northern Ireland, Ireland the, the Northern Ireland manager. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so he could come over about 20, 30 grand or something. Uh. 
And again, at the time, your, your squads weren't big. Um, you either had something about about you or you didn't. Um, so going into that season, I remember because we changed our strip that summer, didn't we? We went to the, the green and yellow bold stripes. That's right. From, Aye, the, uh, that's from right. the silver strip. That's right. Um, and we changed the badge. Can you remember we changed the badge? Right, we from the, the NUFC badge back to, to like, the back to the style. That's right. Oh, right. So, so you had the new players, you had the new strip, you had the new badge. New stand? Uh, new stand was ready, that was open. Which, uh, so was, the, which was, which is? The West, where uh, the Milburn. Yeah. Because during the 87-88 season, um, the, the capacity was around about 23,000, 24,000 because the upper tier was knocked down. It was just a paddock. Um, and then as the season progressed, more and more seats were getting put in, they were putting people in. Um, but by the start of the 89 season, Tottenham home, 33,500. Mm. So, you know, um, but the season started, uh, didn't start too well. well <laughs> we, so, obviously, all the optimism generated by, you know, the, the new signings. Um, we were genuine favourites, one well, of the favourites to win the league, which well, is ridiculous. Of, well, and because we'd had that surge at the end of the 87 yeah. 88 season, because football was a different game then, so you yeah. know, I, I suppose you could see a team like Newcastle winning the league at that point. I mean, bearing in mind in, during the eighties, you had like Villa won the league in the eighty-three with or yeah. eighty-two playing like with a, with a squad of thirteen, I think. Yeah. So w we had a, a pretty decent squad. I yeah. mean, I think we're lacking a little bit of fullback, um, mm -hmm. and McDonald was a big loss. Mm -hmm. I mean, despite the, which is kind of relevant to how it is now for young lads coming through from the academy. McDonald did get quite a lot of grief, even though he was a really good player, yeah. player for the England under twenty-ones. I think by that point. Um, we battled a load of like Swedish pub teams. Ah, oh, we did. Yeah, well, I mean yeah, these were yeah. Swedish pub teams as well. Like you know, seven eight nils. Uh, and, and we battled Peter Ross seven nils. Robertson, Robertson scored, and scored. Goal, didn't he? And there's and a there's a t-shirt. Uh -huh. We seen Robertson score because uh, uh, we'll, we'll come. Little known fact: he did score in a pre in a pre-season friendly prior to that as well. Right. As far as far as I'm aware. Right. right. Um, so we went to Everton away on the first uh, game of the season. And Everton, Everton, I mean, they'd won the league the previous season. 87, 88, they won the league. No, it was Liverpool. Liverpool won it. Everton, Everton won it 87. Ah, that's and they right. won it in 85. That's Liverpool right. Everton were the, the top dogs. And the alternate seasons will win the league. Uh, Everton had Sheedy and all they had, uh, yeah. they had Heath, they had Shaw, they had Ratcliffe, Southall. They were, they were just, I mean, the, uh, Trevor Stephen, Gary Stevens. Yeah. Just a brilliant side. And they just signed Tony Cotty, that's right, so it was fantastic. Best keeper. They just signed Tony Cotty for, I think, a fee that actually usurped the Gaza fee, is it the British record? 2.3 million. Yeah, million. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going and, back now. And Cotty had been part of a West Ham side under John Lyle for sort of two or three seasons in the mid-80s. Had finished, they finished third in 86-87, McAvenny, Cotty up front, Devonshire midfield, they were a good side. Mm -hmm. Cotty came in, but you still thought, you know what, we're going to give him a game. And within, I think, 30 seconds, Cotty had bang running, didn't he? <laughs> Some 14 points behind Everton. Come minus Paul Cascoyne, transferred to Spurs, and Glenn Roder, who is injured. But with a manager, Willie McFall, who served Newcastle for 22 years, has just had a three year contract signed. He's full of determination to make Newcastle one of the great teams again. And we want to improve last year's 1 0 defeat here at Goodison Park. In the postseason, he spent three million pounds bringing Dave Besant, Andy Thorne, and John Robertson and John Henry to St James's Park. And this afternoon's lineup, a vastly different one to that of last March, as the team kick off with the ball being pushed back to go 
goalkeeper Neville Southall. Newcastle team leads Dave Blessant in goal, John Anderson, Brian Tinian, David McCreary, Peter Jackson, Andy Thorne, John Hendry, John Robertson, Miriam Dina, Ken Wharton, Michael O'Neill, and the Sioux substitute. A shot gets in a shot and there's the ball. It's a goal scored by Tony Crowley. <laughs> a goal that must start be possibly the fastest goal of the season. Everton with less than a minute gone. I, you know what I mean with my footage. I've, I, I end up getting the Everton recording of the game, like the the home recording of the, the actual match, not the the, the news clips or that. And it, the build up of the I don't know if you've seen. I've got I put it on YouTube. The build up, the atmosphere is unbelievable from the Newcastle supporters. It's just the the players then for some reason they come out. The teams come out. Um, Everton come out first, and the the supporters cheered them. Newcastle come out. And the roar is deafening, and we were the way team. I think we had about seven or eight thousand down there that day. That was when you were behind the goal. And I know low two went, and they just said it was one of those away games where, you know, the atmosphere was just relentless. Now, we went a goal down, as you say, normal 30 seconds. And then 90 minutes, I think, was the second one there? Something like that. It was two and a half time, um, wasn't it? Two and a half time. But the fans, I think we'll, we end up getting beat 4 0. Cotty. Cotty got a hat break. Sharp got the fourth one, I think. And. Oh. Um, Newcastle fans were singing we're going to win the league. <laughs> Obviously taking the piss. Yeah. But um, it set a precedent, didn't it? It's, it set a precedent. I mean, the, even even as a kid, what I remember, um, and, I, and all I've done is watch footage of the match back mm. because I, you know at the time I wouldn't have been at Everton away. I was a like, eleven yeah. year old lad, mm-hmm. and it was just a complete lack of organisation on the pitch. Mm-hmm. And then and you look at the squad now and you think all that attacking talent, we were absolutely terrible at the back mm-hmm. and. We didn't really have any kind of creative mm-hmm. midfielders, which later on in the season, Jim Smith did try to rectify mm-hmm. with, with Kevin Brock, so, who we'll probably talk so about. Who was the manager at the start of the season? Lee McFaul, uh, Willie, 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 Willie McFaul, McFaul, yeah. yeah. Was, he, was he popular? He was a Newcastle legend to a certain extent, given his feats with the AFA's well, Cup team and the Goal keeper on the first Cup, yeah. caretaker manager when uh, Jack Charlton walked. He got the job, but there's. Uh, I remember watching uh, a talk, and I was at an interview with John Anderson. And he said, actually it's on the History DVD, which was released about 10, 11 years ago now. And they were talking about that era. And John Anderson turned around and says, the worst thing Willie did was, the players who got him the job, he then sort of got rid of them. So the people who grafted their arses off. I mean, with 85, 86, just going back a little bit, when he got the job, I think we finished about 10th. And that was classed as a massive success. And that, that was with Billy Waders and George Rainey in the uh, squad? We beat Liverpool, who were right, uh, double winner. But... Um, it, it, I can't recall too much about the terraces and if he was too popular on the terraces. I was too young. I think that's indicative. I think that's that's indicative of how, how he was probably received. It, I don't recall, uh, like Mark says, any kind of negative or positive vibes. It was yeah. just he was the manager, and it, yeah. didn't, it didn't feel like yeah. anything beyond that. You know, um, yeah. different world today, maybe where the manager gets blamed. For but him. but oh, I absolutely. But the next game, Tottenham. Two um, up after twenty minutes. Gaza come back. No. First, that was his debut for Tottenham after we sold him. Mars Bar got chucked at him that match, I think, for the first time. The, um, oh, the Chris Waddle. There's a, there's a clip of um, I've put up as well. Chris Waddle goes and I don't know if you remember that when he goes and takes the, a corner in the corner, and he's getting bombarded. Uh, the police get involved in all sorts, and uh, the game gets held up for a couple of minutes. But Tottenham equalise off the resulting corner. <laughs> so even though you've got the Daflars in the corner who well, having a go, it's it's backfired because the delay. We won't organise equalised. And um, 
One thing I do remember about that game though was Davy McCreary had Gaza in his back pocket. He did? Absolutely. He was unbelievable. I don't know if you remember Davy McCreary, he was just a little five foot seven, five foot eight, little Northern Ireland midfielder, we got him from Manu. Oh, he was at Manu, then he went to the States, didn't yeah. he? He bought him from the States. I and he think. had him in his back pocket, so it put, who, who would know him better than anyone? Would be Dave, he's, he's trained with him for three or four years. He just had him, and Gaza ended up getting substituted, didn't he? Um, so in, in sub, in the, the little point on Davy Mack, um, who was a, a brilliant player. So you've got these kind of four hard men like Vinnie Jones, who are just dirty, Aye. dirty players with absolutely zero ability. David McCreary, not only could he play, but he was nails. He Aye. was as hard as nails. Yeah. And he's the kind of player you're thinking, oh, what? You don't want to see any kind of like nasty violence on yeah. the pitch. Yeah. But Davy Mack was just a hard player, uh-huh. and he and uh, like, as you say, he had Gascoigne in his back pocket Cro- that day. Closest I can think of who was similar to him was Batty, but Batty was quite snide in ways. He would uh, put an elbow I in. I think Davy Mack was a better better player than Batty. Yeah. Ooh, that's a statement. <laughs> I, I suppose it's eras. It's if I'm eras, judging on eras, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. Um, in what, like, what the kind of athlete that Batty was compared to what David McCree was. Aye. He's a different era, but I, I, I preferred McCree, but of course. there might be something to do with the fact that yeah, I was a new kid yeah, when I saw him play. Yeah, but yeah. Um, that game against Spurs, you know, we lose 4 0 Everton. All right, it's a, it's a game we've been battered in. You know, these are a good side. 2 0 up against Spurs, and you're thinking, this is, this is, this is sound, Aye, this, this yeah. is sound. And part of me, you sometimes think, like, it's one of those where if we'd held on for that win, yeah. would the season have panned out differently, possibly? Um, and I think what made it worse was that I'm pretty sure Terry Fennick scored. He did. He and well, Waddle, he's a Waddle, fan, wasn't he? Yeah. Terry Fennick. Aye. Well, Fennick had a uh, history of scoring against us, but Waddle scored about was it 15 seconds in the second half. That's right. And uh, it was so we had. I don't know if you've seen the footage. The game kicks off and the, the camera hasn't zoomed in yet into the footage. Right. So by the time it does zoom in, the ball's in the back of the net, which it's always stuck with me that because I was there, but I always remember watching the head and going. Why isn't the camera watching them? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, but then after that, we just went to three four. After that, awful. Oh, okay. well, so that was a draw. Uh-huh. That was a draw. And the was result, a draw. Yeah, the result. Spurs were a good team, though, so it's not. A well, the, 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 uh, Spurs. We finished above them the previous season. Um, uh, was Terry Van? No, David. It was Venables. 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 Yes, of course he was. Venables was complete the previous season, yeah. but then he got done for. Ah, I can And then yeah, then, then Venables, Venables took over. Obviously, Venables. Uh, you know. At the time again, he'd just been at Barcelona. He's yeah, one of those uh, progressive coaches. Mm-hmm. He, he, mm-hmm. he had a he had a period Venables where he was one of the best coach, perceived as one of the best coaches in the world. Mm-hmm. And Tottenham got him, and, you, and they're saying Gasco, and you thought, oh well, you know, they've mm-hmm. got Waddle, they've got uh, Hoddle was still there. I think Hoddle had left. Hoddle had left. I had Allen. I had signed Paul Stewart as well. Who, possibly, or had he gone back? Passing had well gone. He had, uh, but. The point being, then we're sort of putting a, a team together as well, mm-hmm. um, because if you remember rightly, the first couple of games, um, it was us and Tottenham at the bottom of the league, because right. the next game they will lose, I think we lost at Derby, we lost to Norwich. Well, the Norwich home game, I don't know Two if you remember. Two Norwich as well, no, right. I don't know if you remember, but they, they closed the corner. That's the, right. They the, the, the were banned from opening the corner because of the incidents against Tottenham. Right. It was that bad. Um, they, they closed it up and we got beat. Uh, went to Charlton and Drew, and then we played... Uh, Sheffield United away, got battered in the oh, League Cup 3 now. They were in, they were in what third is now division. League 1, so the third division at the time. They went up that season under Bassett. They had Brian Dean and Tony Agarner up front, yeah. who were a really good yeah. forward pair. And, and subsequently, we ended up playing them the next season in the one of my main promotion rivals after mm-hmm. we got relegated. Um, yeah, we got hammered there. Well, um, again, but then it was the Liverpool match. Well, just quickly before we go on to that, because that's obviously the highlight of the season, but the Sheffield United game in the Cup, uh, again, I've got, I've got the footage and it's an absolutely awful game, but I can hear the supporters singing Mac Fallout. 
right. Mac Fallout. So, right. so th- I didn't know that until I watched it back years later, and I was thinking, oh, hang on, that that, what, what, that turn in there. And but what you what you got to remember is as well, though, you know, this 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 was the third season in a row that we started really poor. Mm-hmm. We got out of the relegation fight, eighty six, eighty seven. Through Goddard, basically. Through Goddard, eighty seven, eighty eight. <coughs> um, you know, we had sold Beardsley in the summer of eighty seven. The sports were disillusioned again, so. We saw that season terribly as well, and then we, we did all right and come eighth. Now this is the third year in a row where the sports are going to match it, and we've started the season mm-hmm. shopping. You know, and straight away the sports are thinking this is something's got to change. If you think about it, McFall was managing all three seasons, so perhaps the sports have went. You know what it is? We, sh- we should be doing better. But Good. Liverpool. <laughs> oh wait, I mean Liverpool. Um, a little known um, fact that I wasn't aware of. After Everton, we played at Wimbledon in the uh, Mercantile. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One nil, yep. one nil yeah, last minute. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Of, extra, of extra time as well. Yeah, I, I had no was idea. Oh. It, was a, it was to celebrate 100 years of the FA, I think, wasn't it? It was, um, yeah, quick, quickly tell you, there was a, a summer, no, there was a tournament that brought back in the season at Wembley. We beat lost the tram, yeah. We lost the tram, yeah. There was, aye, exactly. The first one was a rest of the world game versus an English. Maradona played after the World Cup in 86. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the third one was this mercantile credit where the top eight teams. We finished it. We finished it. So we qualified, played against each other, like quarterfinal stage. So we played Wimbledon, beat them 1 0 last minute. 17, we had the biggest crowd of the whole. Oh, anyway, just we had 17,904. So go. the semi final, Man United away, went extra time and we got beat 2 0. That's right. I, th- I think Man United won it, but anyway, Liverpool away. <laughs> Liverpool away. Um, I'll tell you who scored for Man United the um, Mrs. Doubtfire um, double act. Steve Bruce. Bruce. Yeah, he got one. Um, so I, Liverpool, Liverpool oh. away. I mean, so. I remember, I remember the day. I remember because you're like, right, so what was I, 11, 12 years old? Well, the shopping sort of the season, mm-hmm. every match prior to that, I would li- like every away match I would listen to on the radio, I would listen to Radio yeah. Newcastle um, without, without a doubt. And I thought, this day, Liverpool away, we're going we're gonna to get hammered. We're going we're gonna to absolutely hammered. Oh, we're, we're, got, uh, I went and I went, out, I went out and played football, I went out and played football with, with, with some mates. And uh, KMM, KMM for me tea. And uh, my stepdad said, we beat Liverpool 2 1. I was like, you what? Yeah, no, we're beating two one. He put, you, he put, he put teletext can on. Can you give us some grounding of how big it was? Because now it would be a big result. Right. For us. Well, you know how but everyone's been talking about. You know, everyone's been talking about this Man United five 0 thing, and it's still going on every time it comes down to twentieth anniversary. Twentieth. For me, we're overplaying it. it, it oh, that, we, were very, then, we were as good as them at the time. Exactly. And it was a hammering happy days, but Liverpool. They were the, they had won the league. They had only lost two games the previous season. They had already Ian Rush was back. Right. They had Ray Houghton, John Barnes. Every single player in that team would have walked in any other mm-hmm. team. And we goes there, and if I remember rightly, we goes a goal down after a couple of minutes. That's right, Gary Gillespie. Gillespie. And we thought, oh, well, he have a go. But Dave Besant had an absolute stormer. He's only good game. Stopped every, <laughs> everything that come at him. <coughs> And um, John Henry scored his first goal at the. Um, the cop on it? No, Anfield oh. Road End, is it? Ah, oh, the Anfield Road End, now you're right. And we, we equalised before half time. Now, second half again, attack after attack after attack, we just took it all. And then. It, I mean, it, it, was, it was like, I'll tell you what it was, right? It's one of those performances that, like, if Mourinho set up his team 
to get a result away where they're basically just the, yeah. the other team is just battering and battering, but the defensive line just is oh, solid. Mm-hmm. We were. I mean, it, I think I would have watched the highlights. There would have been. It wouldn't be match of the year then, would it? Would it be match of the year that year and during that? No, year? I think it was just. Like, like, maybe like yeah. half ten at night or something. I. And we, we we just held and we held and then well you can explain the eighty third minute mate. What you know? Is that the season that Liverpool lose the title to Arsenal? Yes. Oh so yeah, obviously yeah. A really good team still. Right. Unbelievable. I could Unbelievable. I, I could I could speak about that particular match for about three hours. Oh well, don't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you, you you really got a, a penalty at Anfield as a opposite team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, they said that about Old Trafford years later. But pun forward, Besson, boof, let's get rid of the ball. It bounced. And Henry got, well, he bear-hugged, really, and we got a penalty, and Merendina stepped up, uh, bang, bang, back of the net, and what does he do? He runs to the cock and gives him the vase. <laughs> it's like, hang on, so John Anderson, who was a fucking heed the ball, he actually grabbed, grabbed him back and goes, wow, hey, man, what are you doing? <laughs> so the coins are getting pelt off him, but, but I know people who were there, and they said it was one of those games where... Andrei tangling with Gillespie, and Mike Peck, the referee, has given Newcastle United a penalty here. Gillespie on Hendrick. Seven minutes left. Virandinha! Newcastle on the verge of a sensational result here. On manager Willie McCall's birthday as well. It needed a confident approach at the penalty and Virandinha supplied it. If you... For me, you know, I've, I've spoken before about Derby away in 92, that's for me, just, even though we got hammered forward. If you go away at Liverpool and you beat them 2-1 and you were there, Jesus, and, and we were shit. Well, that's it, I mean, this is, it's one of, it was one of those results that, so you know when you like see a performance at Newcastle and you're like, oh, that's typical Newcastle, that like. So we beat Liverpool away and you're thinking, again, maybe this is the, you know, the blind optimism of a, of a kid, mm-hmm. but I was at Coventry at home, so I went to Coventry yeah. match at home, fully expect me yeah. to win. Uh, you know, and don't get me wrong. I mean, Coventry. I think John Sillett would have been the manager. They always, they were always in relegation battles. But to be fair, they did have Cyril Regis, who was getting older, but was still brilliant up front. Um, and David, David, the bastards, bastard Speedy. Speedy. Uh, I mean, they one of the most hated figures in football mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. fans of even clubs that he oh, played yeah, for, probably. Yeah. Um, but uh, but really effective. No two ways about it. He scored goals. He was a handball. Mm-hmm. He's like. Um, he was like, um, like Paul Dickov on Angel Dust. It's only way I can describe him, basically. But, um, well, so that's all his problem was against Coventry. He lined up the same team. I expected him to win that game. And what you've got to remember is, is Darren Jackson, who you mentioned right before. Back. He was my first ever third player. He played right back again at Anfield. And right. I interviewed him a few years ago, just via email. And he said, people forget that I played practically everywhere. And I even played right back when we played Liverpool and beat them 2-1. And he went, do you know who I marked that day? I went, who? He went, Steve Stone. He made his debut. I was like, all right, Steve Stone had a good career. So he marked him out the, you know, marked him out the game that day. But then against Coventry, Mac 4 went, oh, go on, go again. But it just didn't work. 3-0 down after half an hour. 3-0 after half an hour. And like, that was when, like, um, I think that's probably, and again, you know, like nostalgia and age mess with your memories. But I'm, I'm pretty sure... That's the first time I might have like sort of consciously remembered the sack the board songs. Now I might be mm-hmm. I might be wrong there, mm-hmm. but it was definitely that season that the whole Magpie Group thing started. And yeah. I might just be I might just be pinning memories on that particular yeah, game because yeah. I remember leaving the stadium as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, that kind of devastation you feel as a kid when someone's mm-hmm. gone wrong. Mm-hmm. You can't even contextualise it. You're just absolutely gutted in that yeah. precise moment in time. And 
And that was it for McFall, wasn't it? McFall was sat the Monday, wasn't he? Aye, and so good. In fact, not didn't 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 Jackie Milburn die on the Monday and was sat McFall on the Tuesday? That's right, aye. Which is a couple of days ago. Newcastle, it's like, oh, no, <laughs> just everyone's a little bit upset here. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that, that that's that's the way it happened. And he was sacked, and then Got they, took it, wasn't it. Well, they didn't have a manager lined up. Mm. It was uh, didn't have anyone lined up. It was sacked after the club's poor start to the season culminated in a 3-0 home defeat against Coventry on Saturday. After the game, the manager said he feared for his job. Steve Sutton reports on the day's events. As yesterday's and this morning's newspaper headlines screamed for action, Newcastle's board had already taken it. At 10 o'clock last night, Chairman Gordon McKeague asked for McFall's resignation. He dutifully tendered it. So Colin Suggett was, he used to play for Newcastle as well was in the 70s. Was he a team coach at the time? Possibly, uh, possibly. A Kitman. Very. <laughs> Buffer. And uh, Mick Morton was still around, who, um, not the Mick Morton of <laughs> Two Faith Parish. No, uh, Zico, uh, Mick, Mick, Mick Zico Morton. Uh, he played with, with Keegan, didn't he? Um, That's right. Uh, early 80s, but, but he, he was around, so I think Suggett was the caretaker manager, and Mick Morton helped him. We beat Borough 3 0, I remember That's that. That's right, because Palace got. Pallister at the time was an up and coming centre half. Aye. England at 21, Manu sniffing around. I think he went to Manu that season he did. actually. He did. Um, and Mirandina, totally new one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he absolutely went. It was three now. Pallister scored no goal under pressure from a long ball towards Mirandina, Mar yeah. uh, I think. Um, and I, yeah, Pallister scored. Pallister scores no goal, and then Mirandina just knocks another two in, three mm. nil. Um, to be fair, Borah did go down that season, I think, and it was their first season. Back yeah. in the top flight for like, since they've gone in administration, yeah. wasn't it? I mean, since the late seventies, definitely. Um, then uh, that brilliant result, and then Forrester to him, Brian Clough's Forrester to him. Well, who were a good side or not? Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Aye, they were brilliant. The, uh, the, the, the challenge Liverpool at the time, they, they were always the, won a couple of league cups, didn't? Oh, one more league cup, got yeah. beat in one of them. Um, but. You know, I think that that them fixtures. I think we had Forest at home, Liverpool, uh, uh, Arsenal at home. QBR way. QBR got battered, but we we lose lost at home. Tight. It was always just one nils. Um, but didn't we go like some like eight games without scoring and oh, something like that? We went we went we went five games without scoring. Right. And eight, uh, four of them, the first four were defeats. Yeah. One of them was one of the most crushing defeats that any, I'm I'm sure any Newcastle fan at the time could have experienced. I mean the fact that you went down in the first place in the mid eighties. Oh, just just take a, take a guess at a team that you know, a team <laughs> that you wouldn't want to visit away in the eighties. Well, the, the, freshly these. promoted in the world <laughs> at the den at yeah. the time when it was you know football scene they, they still had fences in and it was I mean it was it was uh, the, the there, are, there, are story, there are stories from like the walk down Cold Blue Lane and all, and yeah, all that yeah. I mean that's that's probably something you could this probably. Is the season of Hillsborough, isn't it? It is the yeah. season of Hillsborough, yeah. And that, that, I mean, Millwall well, then, did you not get a part of that? Suggett was allowed to buy players. He bought Liam O'Brien. Who, who turned out to be an excellent yeah, signing, to be and fair. he signed Rob McDonald. You know what, I was going to blame Smith for that. No, he signed Rob McDonald. And I think McDonald made his debut that day. And um, we were absolutely shocked. Well, Four out. Four out. But then again, Cascarino and Sharon up front. Him, Teddy Sharon up front, yeah. and Tony Cascarino, yeah. who, you know, he was. Chilliam's best of our player, wasn't he? Oh, yeah, so, well. But Cass Green, the Irish international who had no Irish uh, connection at all. <laughs> but, but we got hammered. I, I, I've read, uh, you know, newspaper clips from the day as well. As Newcastle fans, fair enough, you're going, you're going to Mill, Millwall and the absolute idiots. But Newcastle supporters end up uh, kicking off in the ground that day. That's right. And up smashing up directors' boxes and everything. Um, it made the press. Um, so we had a re terrible run. Uh, the gates were starting to drop as well. 
And then, um, I, mem- I remember at the time, I don't know if you remember this, we were supposed to be going for Howard Kendall, who we learned to before about Everton. That, Everton he's at Bilbao at the time, was he? He went to Bilbao, uh-huh. he, he chances there, uh, look abroad, and we tried to get Howard Kendall, and it went on and on, and we tried to get Celtics manager, a bloke called David here, mm-hmm. and it was just embarrassing. It was like, well, what's, what's actually happening here? Is anything happening? And then, then we tried to get Arthur Cox back from Derby, <laughs> and none of it, and then all of a sudden, out, out, the ball eagle. The ball eagle has landed. Right. Jim Smith, uh, Keegan. There was a bit uh, from QPR. There was a big thing on the um, scoreboard. Remember that? The eagle has landed. That's um, right. His, uh, his first game was against uh, Wimbledon, I think. I thought it was Luton at home. No, so was that Sugget still? Rock bottom. Rock bottom. Uh, us West Ham. We're down there. Ten points. Ten points. Uh, ten points. Um, right. Rock bottom. Uh, we. Yeah, so Luton would have been so good last game, I take it, then away 0-0. Yes. So, all right, and so you've got six games without scoring. Well, can you remember the Man U game in that run as well? On the TV. Nil-nil. That was live on the TV. Wor- the, the, worst, the worst football match I've ever watched in Aye. my entire life, and it was televised. Aye. Well, Lee Payne, remember him? Lee Payne, the Barnet, lad from Barnet. Lad from, we're saying a lad from Barnet. <coughs> On the back of a reserve game that he played for Leicester on trial against us. Yes. And uh, Colin Suggett went, well. Didn't work out, did I'll, it? I'll have it. It didn't work out at all. But he, he think about it though. He, he's now got like a YouTube channel and he's bragging about the fact that he played against Man United in Newcastle in the top flight. I mean, how fair play at the kid. No, no, good on him. And he was a left winger and yeah, typically Newcastle, but go on, packing them all over. Every time he got the ball, he was shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> but that game was, and, and I remember, I've, again, I've still got it, um, happy to pass it on to you. That game, when the cameras are cutting to the, the, you know, the, the, the players who are playing, all that, the commentators talking about who's, who are starting lineups, are, and all you hear is sack the board. Yep. Sack the board. It's relentless. It's, it's, that had enough. The supporters had hard enough. And um, so, obviously, Jim Smith come in, Wimbledon. Uh, went up, turned them over. John Henry scored, John didn't Henry he? John Henry got two, got two goals. That's right. Aye, we um, um, and, and Wimbledon were a decent side in the in the late eighties, weren't they? Obviously, well. they won the cup, hadn't they? Aye, uh, aye I mean, su- surprisingly, um, Lee Payne wasn't providing the bullet to Rob McDonald that game. No, um, <laughs> no. But uh, aye, we 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 beat Wimbledon. Yeah. Two one. That's right. And then did we did we start? Is that when we? Played Southampton. We played Southampton the following week. Went three-one doing and Mike yeah. O'Neill come off the bench. He who, scored Mike twice. O'Neill, who he? had been misfiring, he had been played out of position. To Aye. be honest. Uh, oh, by that point, John Robertson had been sold back to Hearts. Right. Hearts come back and went, "We'll give you your money back. Let's Aye. take him back." So he had gone. Actually, at this point, Jim Smith started. Ransom, Ransom coming by this point. Well, he, he, he brought North. Them come in just just before Christmas. Well, after the Southampton game, mm-hmm. he, had, he had brought in Kevin Brock um, from QPR with him. Um, and he, but he got rid of loads of youngs. He got rid of Darren Jackson. That's right. He got rid of Brian Tinian. Right. Got rid of John Cornwall. Bogey went as well, didn't he? Uh, well, Bogey went in the new year, but he, he basically ripped apart the team that had got with eight. All the young kids who were coming through from the youth team. He, he just went fuck this, doing it my way, and he brought in loads of season, season pros. Now we played Southampton as you say. We, we, we were three one down. Come back three three. Last one equaliser by O'Neill. Yeah, we played Sheffield away, didn't we? And that was a Boxing Day. That's when he brought in Kenny Sanson from Arsenal, who was an England international, um, and Ray Ransom from Birmingham or something. Like that. Birmingham City. Aye. So two full backs. As you said at the start yeah, of the season. Did he bring Sweeney in at this point? Now that was in the, the new year. Aye. So he brought these in. We went to Sheffield, beat them two one. Um, so really, looking at it from that point of view, we had come in and we were two one two drew one. So it was like, whoa, hang on, he's going to turn this around. Mm-hmm. 
But in the end, it fell apart again, didn't it? I think we lost. Up to 18th after the Sheffield game, up yeah. 18th. Yeah, so, you know, third bottom, 17 points. In a 22 team league, yeah. In a twi- uh, it was 20. 20 teams. then. It was back, I was back yeah. at 20. Yeah. Uh, I think the last 20 team it was 22 was. 86, 87. That's right. And then they got rid of one in the following season. That's was right. 21 and they got rid of another. That's right. Weirdly. Um, but, um, but then I. Um, Spurs away, wasn't it? Well, we, we, played, we played Spurs away. Um, Waddle scored, of course. Waddle scored, of As course. did Paul Walsh, everyone's, everyone's you know, mm-hmm. favourite horseshit pundit. <laughs> um, and then Derby at home, and that was the disappointment. Well, because after the, the initial results. Yeah. Yeah. 31,000 as well. Fucking hell. It, it, you know, a lad doesn't sound a lot, but back January. then, back then that, that was, it was massive. Well, bear in mind, you know, Newcastle, I don't know whether it was, it was probably like this around the country, to be honest, but I always remember growing up, attendance has always increased over, over Christmas, bank holidays, in the FA Cup. It was, uh, but we got beat off Derby. Mark Wright scored. Well, at this point, I started going all the time. Aye. Um, Same. I used to go with my auntie and uncle, but my auntie and uncle had split up. Um, and then I used to sneak to the games with me, me mates from school. Um, I was still in, well, I was still in the junior schools, but we used to sneak up. I used to actually steal money from my mum's purse to go. Oh, seriously, seriously. Because your mum now this? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh, Told her, made me brother end up telling her over Christmas dinner one year. She, she was <laughs> devastated. We started laughing. She went, you know, I always wondered where you were. Everybody. Do you not feel guilty, like on reflection? Well, she had her money back though. You know oh. what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I paid her back in stores. So how much? How much was it to get in for a kid? Two quid. Why? Two quid? Two without, quid? Without, it, 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 I absolutely, yeah. t- absolutely. I think two it was two quid, quid for a kid, three quid for an adult. I can't contextualise that until was that cheap as out. But two, two quid in the mm. 80s, you could probably buy a house in a car, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it was, uh, I mean, that well, would be like that would have been less than a paper round money. I'll t- right. tell you what, yeah. just to put it in context, when I, when I was that age, I think I was probably getting two quid a week pot money. Right. right. I was doing a paper round, I was delivering the free papers. Yeah. You know the free papers yeah. you get like... Um, Northern Stones. Which, uh, I, so, and I was getting, and that was one day a week's work on Wednesday. Yeah. I delivered like 200 odd papers, over, the, over five sheets on Liam Lane, mm-hmm. and I got three quid for that. Mm-hmm. So there's your context there. Yeah. I would, that, that one, one hour like of delivering papers. Mate, uh, mate uh, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And at the time though, that's all you wanted. Your, your pocket money went on going to the match. And to be honest, the background, I'm not going into it too much, but the background I had, we had an out. And you would go with other lads who had a bit of money in their pocket. They would, they would, it sounds stupid, but they would buy you a Mars bar from Greg's and a bottle of pop. So just, it's an action just, uh, hi. <laughs> it's just, you know, and So you would go on the ground with your, your Mars bar, your crisps, your bottle of pop, and you would stand there. I, to be honest, I used to go up early. Because I never anticipated it when people would turn up. You would, I want to make sure I'm going to get in the match, yeah. Um, so Absolutely. going at the new year, Obviously, we drew, we drew uh, Watford in the cup, who oh, season below. I'd already knocked out the bloody Simard cup. That's right. And uh, we, we drew Watford. We basically played, I think we played Watford ten times in three days. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, over four games. There was no, there was no um, penalties then, was there? No, nah, it, it was replay after replay yeah. after replay. Four games in about 11 days. And they were under the division below us as well. They had oh. been relegated the season before. Yeah, that's right, yeah. They're under Bassett, I think. No, yeah. Bassett, no, Bassett won the Cup of Wimbledon. How old are you? So this isn't the Graham Taylor's heyday, was it? Was that before or after? Because uh, Bobby Gould won the Cup of Wimbledon in 87 88. Bassett got Watford relegated in 87 88, didn't he? He left. Taylor had gone to yes, Villa by this yes, point. Yes, yes. Yeah, he uh, left Wimbledon for the right. He went to Watford for, Watford for the money. And he, and he took them down. Uh. Well, well, Watford were the league, league below. Uh, uh, there's, there's certain things that stick out with me, right? I remember um, going at the Gallagher at that point, thinking, right, let's brave the Gallagher with the lads. And I, I remember the, I can't remember much about the the first game. The second game was a two-two draw. Um, That's right. We, two, uh, because I think we, we went two-one up away, didn't we? Yes. 
and then equalised oh, late. I remember listening on radio and thinking we're going to win this, we're going to win, and like, they equalised late. And then uh, the thing that sticks out with me about the, the second replay, it was back to, so it was basically to make the use sort of thing. But it, nil nil draw, two two draw, back at St James's about two days later, and there was a bigger crowd at the the second replay for a nighttime game, freezing cold than there was for the original time, which it always baffled me. But I remember at that point, uh, Smith had tries look where, where everyone Mirandina was was failing, and he ended up bringing in Ian Bogie, That's who, right. who had been out of favour since the start of the season, and he um, he he ended up putting Bogie up front. And Bogie was a midfield player, he was supposed to be the new Gaza. That's right, that's right, aye, aye. He put him up front, and I always remember, and I'll never forget this, the abuse he got from the supporters that night. It was, it was that was, was that the nil-nil draw from? Well, it was the second nil-nil. Ah, uh, the second nil-nil, And the abuse, he, I remember being on the scoreboard, and I remember standing there, and I was like, whoa. This, it was, ac- and he may not remember it. Other people might go, nah, you've got, it's like, you know, you can't really, you're, you're wrong here. But I remember, and I'm thinking, shit, it's this as a kid, kid is getting, a b- he was only 20, 21 year old, mm-hmm. wasn't he? So we drew nil nil, then we got knocked out by uh, a deflected. Glenn Rudder, Glenn Rudder, Rudder 113th minute of extra, t- extra time. In the fourth. And again, that was a bigger crowd than Watford's initial replay. It was weird how, how it worked at the cup. Um, but so you know what, we were never going to win the cup, were we? Let's just focus on the league. <laughs> Let, uh, so we started focusing on the league, we were bottom of the league. And uh, if I remember rightly, the, the, the start of February, it was the return game with Liverpool, wasn't it? It was... Um, oh, Frankie Pingle's outstanding. Well, you, you know you talk about... Um, I laugh, because you talk about like... The worst players the, ever the worst in players ever. And people say like Andreas Anderson, they talk about Guvarsh. And in your era, the two thousand, <coughs> t- tell me oh, the straight. Yeah, um, Fumaka. That's a bit early for us, but you're looking at um, Ronnie Johnson. Like probably was was really. really tell us a centre forward. Centre forward, you're probably looking at Nile Ranger. We <laughs> did all right, but like they weren't. They, 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 like Nile Ranger. When I first owned Nile Ranger, I saw him play for the under 18s against QPR away, and we beat them. I think two nil. Ryan, uh, Ryan. Oh, Ryan oh, Donaldson. Oh, yeah, Hayward's got to be up there as well. Hayward, well, Ryan Donaldson ran the show. Ranger, <laughs> I was with the mayor, who was a non US supporter, I turned around to me and time he said, he's phenomenal, him, like. Mm-hmm. That's about Nile Ranger, right? So, so Ranger, there's obviously like, an, like a, a sort of modicum of ability there, right? New Frank Pingle. Oh, he, tell me, Mark, right? Because, you know what? Time may have, no. may have like, altered my opinion, but I don't think this person had any ability at all as a footballer or, well, or even an athlete. Well, I don't know whether, I don't know, you know, they, they talk about um, bones in football and Asians and all that, right? <laughs> now, the, the, the year before that, didn't we go in for Peter Schmeichel? We did it, because we played Bromby. Freddy against Bromby this, this season. That same season. That, that's right. So we goes in, apparently we're going in for Peter Schmeichel, obviously at the time. 650 grand. Who, who the hell is this? Obviously went on to be the best, best Premier League yeah. goalkeeper. Imagine but we end up getting this striker. Shit pundit. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you, you, you think... However, when from when you think in hindsight, it's easy. But how do we go for Schmeichel, who obviously had ability, and ended up getting Frank Pingle, who was an absolute duck. He was he was shocking. So, so we had tried Rob McDonald, we had tried Ian Bogie up front, Frank Pingle coming. Did we still have Michael O'Neill at this point? Or was he, he was still there. He was just he come back for a couple of games injured again. He was he had any meat on his bones that he was That's always great. knocked. And did you go and have a career after the Castle? Brilliant career in Scotland, didn't he, Michael O'Neill? Uh, yeah, him he, and Darren Jackson both had yeah. pretty decent careers in Scotland, yeah. right? Yeah, I think I think O'Neill less so. Uh, da- Jackson, Jackson was excellent for, uh, in Scotland United. in the World Cup, yeah. uh, ninety-eight World Cup in uh, France. So, right. but 
Liverpool, Frank Pingle's finest moment. I don't know if you've ever seen the goals. We're, no. We're, 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 Liverpool. Puts Sissoko's into context against Brighton away, doesn't it? Sissoko's? You know, um, not Sissoko, man. <laughs> Dior, mate. Dior, mate. Dior, mate. Well, we took the lead early, early doors. Uh, Mirandina, they equalised. And then in the second half, um, a corner comes in and it, it's, did it, I think it hit him on the shoulder? He, he went to back head it, but it sort of hit his shoulder oh. and looped over Grobola and I think Steve Nicholl was on the line going to clear it and he just sort of didn't judge it right. It just, it just sort of dropped behind, <laughs> it didn't roll in, it just dropped behind the line. So obviously he's on the wheel, like I've scored the best goal ever. You, you're going to have to see it to actually believe it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so it was 2-1 up, I think I think Aldridge equalised within did, a minute. Did Mirandina hit the bar from 45 yards Fucking that game? Fucking hell. Like basically the half inning he took a shot it, it's, a it's amazing the people who haven't seen or can't really haven't seen the footage since because it gets longer and longer I'm sure he <laughs> shot from the leader's car park at uh. one point but it, it, it was really far it was one of those ones where if you if you look at the replay and Gallagher bus station on it oh well it, it just pinged top corner and it, it bounced it was that powerful it hit the crossbar corner and it <clears> bounced <throat> that way out of touch into the east stand <laughs> so you think the angle he was at and it come back at him but when you watch the replay from behind the goal, you see that the, the ball's already hit the bar and rolling away, and the east stand then go up. Sort of in disbelief. <laughs> Hang on, that, oh no, it's not in it. It's coming towards us. But uh, that, that's one of the that's one of the iconic moments of the eighties. Mirandina hitting the crossbar because it was very rare that someone would shoot from that far. But again, you, you, you've got to see the sort of. Uh, Wait on that. The Pingle goal. Right. Um, it as I say, like the um, Sissoko slash Diomia goal. Yeah, um, at Brighton, like the, the Pingle goal is just, it, it, was, it was worse, brackets, better Aye. than the Diome goal. It yeah. was just ridiculous. Yeah. And that was, that was it, wasn't it? That was the, Frankie the Pingle's Diomi career goal. encapsulated. Just, just so, because I was there, uh-huh. we didn't know what scored. <laughs> scored, but in the away end, we didn't know. It was like the biggest delayed reaction you've ever seen from a goal. Yeah. Was it that kind of thing? Was it kind of like, is that go- is that's not gone in? No, it, 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 was, it was blatantly behind, uh, blatantly in, oh, the, in the back well, of the well, net, well, but well, it yeah. was just in disbelief. And obviously I was in the corner that day, it was fucking chock up like, it was a capacity crowd again. Liverpool win time, we always added a few thousand on the gate. They brought up a good follow That was that a 30,000 th- 30, plus gate, but I think yeah. you had like three, maybe three that yeah. season. Chef wedded home, yeah. that, that's a game we'll come to obviously. So I remember sat in the corner, and um, you couldn't move. You were packed in like sardines, and you couldn't move. You, you, you couldn't put your arms up and celebrate. You just you just moved with with the crowd really. So at the time, I didn't know what happened. It was just hey, everyone's cheering with score. But when you watched the back, it was like flipping heck. That was a uh, pretty bad. But we're not going too much about Frankie Bale because he was so he was up. Lose the game. Lose the game. Two, two, two. Cost Liverpool the title, though, didn't it? You know, what I mean, we've got that. Well, two was also against the. <laughs> I, Liverpool I, lost the goal. The, Liverpool lost the title on goal difference to Arsenal yeah. at the end of the season. And we took we four, took four, four points, points off them. Arsenal and thank us. But that was the start of a good run because we were still bottom. We were still six or seven yeah. points adrift. Coventry away. And uh, we ended up going to Coventry. Uh, beat them 2 1. And that, Pingle scored an own goal in that game. Can I <laughs> He scored an own he goal did. in that game. He equalised for Coventry. And that goal, was be- that, was, that goal was better than the one he scored for Newcastle. <laughs> he meant it. He, uh, so Hen- Henry Mirandina scored, I think. Um, Mirandina penalty. Aye. And didn't we? We went on a decent run of about one defeat in about seven or Borad Hormelin were Brian's first goal. Yeah. Um, and then QBR, wait a minute. No, not QBR, home. QBR. Branson scored. Branson scored. Um, one of the very few occasions I was in the East End. That's It's weird how you remember where you were certain games back when you were a kid. They had but, a kid up front of him called Colin Clark, a Northern Irish international, oh, who, who was real. He was, a, he was always a handle on Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Just uh, like a, a big, a big awkward centre centre forward. And um, like with a, with a half decent scoring record. Yeah. And he, 
he scored and then I think one of the Steen brothers scored for them as well. I, Mark, was it, was it Mark, Mark Steen. Mark Steen, I, and Rans, Ransom pulled one back with his first goal for the club. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 wasn't, it wasn't to be and, and then that's when we went on the run because we had Forrest away. Right. And that's when we had that little spell where the hope returned to you like in, in spades. Forrest away. Forrest away. Uh, that was when Brock scored a score. Brock scored an equaliser. One's each. One's each. Um, and so, we didn't can I just ask you a question then? You seem to be doing all right here. No. Against the better, te- no, but against oh, the better, we did. The better uh, teams. We did. We did. We did. Um, you know, I think we'll probably conclude it by the end of the season when we come to the, the, the fixtures at the end because when we had to scrap with the teams around us, it didn't happen. But, but we did. We always we did all right that season against the, the, the bigger teams. Um, you know, we, we had Drew at Man United. No, we had Drew at home to Man United. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had obviously Drew at home to Spurs. We beat them all away. Drew with them at home. Forest, Forest were a decent team. Um, so we drew with them, and then that was Everton after that. Was it Everton that followed? It was Everton that followed Everton. midweek. The snow and oh, fucking hell. just, just a really brilliant performance. Aye. Um, we um, Everton was still top uh, six, top seven. Yeah. Um, Liam, Liam O'Brien, I mean, at this point, this is when like you, so at the start of the season, you know, we had this, we had like a good pool of attacking talent, but we didn't really have a creative midfielder. Um, so good brought in O'Brien. Smith brought in Brock, both very creative midfielders. Oh. You know, I think Brock was actually underrated as a footballer. Mm-hmm. He, was, he, was a, he was a talented footballer. Mm-hmm. Um, Liam O'Brien, for me, was just a really, really good player. Yeah. Um, and he scored. And one of my abiding memories of that game is uh, a lad. It was snowing. A lad in the Gallagher with his top off <laughs> in the snow. It was absolutely yeah. sub-zero yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? Like, well, did, uh, well, didn't Mirandina after a few Mirandina minutes? Scored? And ah. Everton didn't fancy it. 20 minutes in, Mirandina scored didn't fancy it. Yeah. And I always remember the, the second goal of O'Brien, uh, the Leeser's end, the, the ball. Cracking there was a ball. long ball towards the, well, the Leeser's uh, east corner. And the, the wind and the sleet held it up. And it just dropped lovely for John Henry. He put it in O'Brien. So we were, the weather helped with that day. But, and then, then, then was it? Uh, Norwich away, mate. Norwich away. And Norwich at the time, by the way, were in the cup semi. I think they would have been by this point, and uh, probably in the cup semi final. They were second top in uh, the league. Norwich had, I mean, this is when they had like Robert Fleck, Kevin Drinkle, Mike Feeler was really good at the time. Townsend. Um, that's right. Yeah. I Andy Townsend. Shit on it. They were good. They were a good side. They were pushing for the title. I mean, it was one of those where they were pushing for the title, but the wheels were starting that, to come well, off that slightly. His, that was his Saturday, wasn't it? That's right. Uh, so we goes, goes to Norwich and um, we beat them 2-0. O'Brien. O'Brien. O'Brien scored in the 53rd minute, as he had against Everton in the previous game. Oh, the 53rd hey, minute yeah. So that was that was a shock. That was a massive shock because, as you say, Norwich were going for the it's title. Huge result. And we goes in. And, and at that time, though, I think I'm sure we were. It, it got that tight because we had Chevy Wednesday on the Easter Monday. Right. So the, this is this is the game for me that like that Aye. that that like shattered the shattered the illusion that we might stay up. So I think at that point, possible was it maybe Southampton were below her. Who was? Where would have been bottom? West Ham or Southampton? West Ham were bottom. Aye, yeah, um, Southampton just above her maybe. We were second bottom, definitely. Sheffield Char- Char- were right there. Luton were there. Sheffield uh, Villa. Uh, um, that's right. But what you had a ch- the Sheffield game at home, a bank called Easter Monday. Biggest attendance of the season, I think. Over like, over thirty, over thirty thousand. Spurs was the biggest. Spurs. So um, Sheffield was a, was, a, was a huge. Was I, remember, I was in the paddock. Game you were twenty-four. And the goose. Um, and you didn't announce the right attendance because it was no. That was the season before. Season before. Season before. Well, I, I, I yeah. was um, I was in the West Stand paddock for this game, and I just remember it being absolutely Couldn't rammed. 
Um, and this is when I think the West Ham panic made it start a fence at the time because it would have been the March. It yeah, would have all done. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I remember being rammed. You know, I remember um, obviously big fat races run had just taken over at Sheffield, I think. <laughs> yeah, you've got a good memory. Atkinson. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they played a kid called Dean Barrick who went on to have a long and successful <laughs> career at Rotherham. Right. Made his debut against Newcastle. All the hope that had been built up from the Everton and um, Norwich results in the Forest performance away. Uh, within three minutes, Dean Barrick had got his first touch in senior football and, and scored, scored with yeah. it. Yeah. And um, we then conceded to... It's, it's not relevant, but that, yeah. that's what happened also on the carport against Newcastle in 1997. Ah, he didn't he? Touch. Yeah. Senior that was, was that up here? It was, yeah. I was at the match. Yeah. Fantastic. He scored his first touch, scored. Fantastic. Call code. Call code for Wimbledon. And we signed him by accident as well. Should have been Jason Ewell. The game before Barcelona. So Barcelona on the right. Wednesday. Right. So, just, so obviously all the players were like... Talk and cheese. Not, brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely Sorry. brilliant. <laughs> no, this game against Sheffield, um, you then had Nigel... Inverted commas, Jeremy Clarkson Pearson scored for Sheffield. Right. Um, so we were two down early. Mirror scored a penalty in the 70th minute. Got a penalty. And the atmosphere just went oh, off it was at crazy. that point. It was crazy. David Hurst scored an injury time. Injury. Uh, when we were going for the 2 2, the court won the counter attack and David Hurst. And I remember right. David Hurst, he had a lethal left foot, didn't he? He just cut inside, bang, top in the. The cats of sport, I started applauding. Like, oh fuck that, you, you, can't, you can't knock that. Brilliant. But, yeah, and that was it, wasn't it? But, <laughs> Southampton Bay, maybe. At that, at that point, I think, I'm sure, there was only about two points separated at the bottom seven or eight teams. Right. We had clawed ourselves right back into it. And uh, if I had beat them... We would have um, gone at the bottom three. Well, we would have definitely gone at the uh, bottom three because we would have overtook took Sheffield Wednesday. That's right. Um, so it's a big defeat that Massive. Huge, it was definitely... Afterwards, I remember, feeling, I remember feeling like bereft afterwards. It was, it was a... It, it, Little uh, anecdote from that day. That was the day. I don't know if you've ever read about this. The scoreboard used to announce the um, the Grand National winner, and I'm sure the Grand National was that day. And in fact, would it have been? No, it wouldn't have been on Easter Monday. It was around about that time, and they, they announced um, they announced the the Grand National winner it was incorrect. So loads of people ripped up that ripped up that betting slips, and they had typed it wrong. So loads of people who had ripped up a betting, betting slip, winning betting slips. <laughs> like, yeah, fucking joke. And I, I thought, oh, I've never heard of that horse. Yeah. I've lost. I had taken in. I'm sure it was that season, but that's, that's just... Uh, I think it's, 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 it's anecdotes like that that make me grateful that we've got emails and our Bet365 accounts, you know what I mean? Well, you know when they used to put, again, when they used to put uh, the goal scorers, they had a picture for Mick Quinn, Mark McGee and a few of the players. Um, so, so <laughs> the actual pictures on the scoreboard? The actual pictures on the scoreboard, they were, they were shocking. But you look and went, oh, well, it's definitely Mick Quinn. Um, but, but sometimes Mark McGee would score and you, you score the day Mark McGee, but it was a picture of Mick Quinn with a tash and that was like, how did we get into a horrible Wrong. Yeah, McQueen's tash though. Like, I remember, like, it, it, I mean, again, I was a kid, so it might have been like half a handlebar tash, but then just like a big sort of like a horizontal line going across his face. Uh, spectacular stuff. So, was it, was it South out next then? That, that, right. So, the Sheffield game was devastating. Probably about seven, eight, seven maybe. or eight. So, th this, th this was um, the, the Sheffield result was terrible. Yeah. But we played Southampton away. Well, Southampton at the time were managed by Chris Nickel. Right. They were always they always struggled and they always had a, they always seemed to have a yeah. late season surge. Yeah. And if we'd gone at Southampton away in one, I think we would have still gone out the bottom three. Aye. They were struggling massively at the time. Well they hadn't won for twenty games. That's right. Twenty games. And 89th minute. Who scored? Oh um it was a penalty, wasn't it? Guess who it was? It was uh, I'll guess, Letizia. No, 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 it was uh, Ruddick. It was, it was Neil the Ruddick. man who shattered Peter Beardsley's jaw. Yes, Neil Ruddick. Last, last minute, 
Rodney Wallace going away from goal. Gary Kelly had been Rodney recalled. Wallace, for uh, yeah. Wallace yeah. He, he was running away from goal. Gary Kelly, for some <coughs> stupid reason, had been recalled. He was brilliant in the 87 88 season. The, the world's smallest goalkeeper at 4 for 3. But for some reason, he ran out of his box, chased him across the 18 yard box, and just took, just swiped his foot away. I was like, what have you done that for? So, Ruddick, last minute, Southampton won their first game for 20 games and pulled it. Stayed up. Yeah. Stayed up. We, um, um, we, that was it. After that, the, the best performance that we gave from that match until the end of the season was probably Keegan's testimonial and Keegan oh. was the best player on the pitch. <laughs> no, it was Kenny, was Kenny Wharton's testimonial was a Keegan, Keegan 11. It? It, was, uh, it was basically uh, a Keegan day when uh, it was Kenny yeah. Wharton. Keegan, Keegan was like, like probably like in his late 30s at the time, he was better was than anyone he, on the pitch. Was he any kind of vocal presence, Keegan, at the time? Was he... The interview that he gave to Roger? Well, yeah, Roger yeah. Possibly. Well, I've, I've touched on this before with, with articles. He, um, he basically said, um, They've got a nice new stand, but stands don't win your football games. Uh, the stands uh, might look pretty, but not look pretty in the third division. And he went, oh, that's a little bit uh, melodramatic. Kevin, he went, well, no, he says, watching what I'm watching, he went, that this team will, will go in the third division. Well, as it was then. So Ke- Keegan, you know, it's... Pathetic, it's, it, was, it was a prophecy, wasn't it, more uh, or less? He, he, he knew what he was seeing, and he was, he, was, he was saying stuff. He was telling the truth, you know, he says, I've retired. They've sold uh, Waddle, they've sold Biazzi, they've sold Gascoy. He went, yeah, yeah, they've, they've got rid of the players, they've put the money in the bank. He, said, he basically said this should be the type of club that's signing players like Gascoy yeah. and Waddle and Biazzi, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. and that game against Southampton away, we, I mean, it was downhill from there. We played Villa at home the following game, uh, lost 2 1, 2 0 down, David Platt scored. Um, Glenn Rudder. Well, again, uh, Villa, Villa, Villa were around us. Yeah, they were. So you had Sheffield, yeah. Southampton, Villa, uh, they were all around us. And on paper, and that's a cliche, but we should have really give ourselves a good chance of stopping Fighting them. chance. And then... But even by that, but even, even by the point we played, we got lamped off Wimbledon away, thrown out. Mm-hmm. Fourth last game of the season, but then it was the West Ham game at home. That was the... Well, well, just rewind a little bit before that. Obviously, on the, on the, we had Arsenal away, who were going for the title. That's right, aye. Um, in the scrape of a 1-0 victory. But that Brian Ballwood, mate. That was the day of uh, the Hillsborough disaster. So I think a lot of people who were there and don't know what they were doing, they just know. And I, I know what I was doing when I heard about it. I do. I know exactly I, what I was doing. It, it's 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 bad. For me, I was playing uh, football in my street in Jarrow, and the game wasn't televised. People say it was televised. It wasn't. The the, cup, the semi-finals weren't televised then. And my my going upstairs. Uh, Bob Wilson grandstand. And it's like, oh, let's see what's happened. And he, he turned around and says, there's been crowd trouble at, uh, at Aylesborough. Say, so and assured you. Crowd trouble. And, uh, well, that, that, that's, that's the, 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 the narrative, though, wasn't it, yeah. for a while afterwards? And it was, it was it, it, well, it's not funny, but it, it's funny when I think back now. Obviously, that happened. Too, too young to really, really understand. You were just like, oh, but yeah. But I also remember my mum, she knew. She knew we went to the games by, by that point. She still didn't know I was stealing money out of her purse, mate. But she, she knew we were going, going to the games. But she said, you're not going again. You're not going again. And all week, I was like, well, I've got to go to the match. It's Luton Town. I've got uh, Luton Town at home. It's uh, home. Luton game around the bottom. But I've got to go. Uh, so we ended up going up. But it was weird. Because stood on the scoreboard. We thought that would be safer than the corner because at that point I was in the corner, I'll ramp back. Be safer, and you could, you could just sense, I would sense people were looking around each other and going, more well, right today. It, it, it was weird, maybe it was just me being a young, naive kid, but you know, I was looking around and just sensing, sensing uh, people, it was you know, people were thinking about what had happened. Well, but it's the same, it, 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 look, I tell you what you can compare it to is the same thing when, like, you know, like, um, 
like a, an attack happens somewhere and then all of a sudden people will be thinking like, oh this could happen again this could happen again. it's the same kind of mentality yeah. and like you are I remember exactly where I was I was playing football on the backfield at Hewitt Green Comprehensive School with a kid called Paul Wood and we went back in and we put on like um, C-Facts or Teledext yeah. and they were actually doing like a, this is horrific but they were doing like a account of the people who had been recorded yeah, as dying yeah, yeah. and it just kept going yeah. up and up and I just remember being absolutely awful like you see the looting game the atmosphere was, um, it was, it was surreal yeah surreal um, and that was nil nil went to Wimbledon got battered thrown out yeah and then it was the West Ham home game and that was it was basically we were still in with a shout yeah if you look at the league table at the end of the season if we beat West Ham at home they would have less points by the end of the season I mean they, fin- they end up finishing second bottom I think mm-hmm. ultimately but then we had Millwall at home, and it was like if we won those two games, talk up. Uh, if we if we if we won, if we be, if we beat West Ham, we would have gone into the last two games of the season, home to Millwall, who had nothing to play for, they'd finished top ten comfortably, and away to Man U, who again weren't doing anything that season yeah. with a chance, and we went one up against um, West Ham within two minutes. Anthony Omo, a local lad, scored. He's just, he's, just, uh, he's just got the old clear from Kansas. Aye. Bless him. Uh, oh, I was 14,000 or something. 14,000. 14, this, this was the This was the. All I remember is thinking it was the peak of the, the sack on the board, but you may have a different explanation for it. Well, what I, what I remember about that is again, I, I, had, to, I had to try and understand why we only had 14,000 there, so I, I looked it up. And I thought, hang on a second, we're still waiting with the chance here. But then I looked, I looked it up that the day before, or the night before we played West Ham, it was a midweek game. Um, both Villa and I think Luton both won so at that point going into that game on that day we were literally 8 points from safety with 9 to get so uh, perhaps that day people just thought there's fucking no chance there's no chance now but we were playing West Ham who were bottom um, but I, again I was I, my memory of that game, I remember low mass going, and it wasn't like a, a celebration, it was like a ripple applause. Ah, uh, that's right. No, it was a, just a right. ripple applause. I mean, there was only 14 down there, but still, no one was, didn't seem to be going raj. And I always remember, as soon as we went 2 1 down, the, the sport has changed. There was people trying to get on the pitch. And I always remember at the end, I was with my brother, and we're standing back, back to the scoreboard. I'll never forget this. He sort of got a little bit frightened because people were wanting, wanting to start trouble. And I always remember. Um, a, group, a group of supporters setting fire to their scarves, holding them up and just burning them. You know, just like, and I, I, I was like, I was yelling at me, but that's the obviously. But uh, I always remember he wanted to go, and I was going, no, no, I, I want to know what's happening. I want to understand what's going on. And obviously, we're relegated. That was it. Game over. That was it. End of the season. And basically, we played Millwall at home. Aye. John Anderson scored like a twenty-five yard top corner screamer. Sheridan scored for Millwall, who had a brilliant season, ended up finishing 10th um, in Manuel Way, which I think possibly quite a few young players made their debuts at that, that day. He gave uh, Roach and Steve Howie. Steve Howie. Steve Howie. Steve Howie up front. Uh, up front. Um, and that was that. The rest is history. Uh, last, qu- last question to finish it off. Was there any. Did anyone blame Smith? No. no. Smith. By this point, it was the board that was going on. After well, in my opinion. Well, the West Ham game. Um, you know, obviously the, the Facebook page I do. I can't remember who put it up, but there was a picture of a supporter on the pitch stamping on his shirt, and he was caught on, on camera. And it's funny because Julian Dix was looking back at him as if saying, "What the fuck are you doing?" It was it was during the game, and some lad 
tagged Andrew's maintenance and said, is this your dad? So he went, dad, is this you? He went, aye, son. And that was his answer. So obviously he's thinking, well, I've been framed. It's, you, know, you know, the power of the internet, people are scanning this. So that was up there. So there was a, there was a small sort of protest in a way, a couple on the pitch. But the Millwall game, before the game even started, people were running on the pitch, were sat the board banners and everything. There was chance outside. It was all about the board, all about the board. Um, but for me, Smith didn't get any blame, but Smith simply couldn't come back after the playoff. But that's well, when, when, when Smith left the club eventually. That's 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 the future. Well, when Smith left the club eventually, he basically turned around and said, "Is it? It's a myth that Smith was sacked. He wasn't. He actually resigned and said this club's unmanageable." A quick anecdote before we do we don't, don't be like to put this on. But the goal that relegated us was scored by a player called Mark Ward. Yeah. And Karma. I don't believe in karma, <laughs> but he ended up doing a lot of time yeah. at Her Majesty's pleasure yeah. for shifting huge amounts of cocaine after yeah. his career So there you go. Uh, Never gonna get Newcastle. Damien <laughs> Duff, your dear will come. <laughs> I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.